Hi, hello, and welcome back. We're here yet again. For what is this, the third week in a row, Michael? Is it really? I think so. I think so. Because we did the one before the game, we did the one last week, and then we were doing it, I think, the third one in a row. Nice. I'm impressed. Yeah, my picks were awful this week. I feel like... uh, (laughs) Oh, really? But it doesn't matter because the... I hadn't noticed. The clouds parted and the sun broke through and it's a great day. And we have an Arkansas win on the books. A conference win on the books. Yeah, exceeded my expectations. It was funny. I got a phone call from my brother-in-law right after it happened. Uh, Shout out to you. And he goes, so what do I do? Do I shoot fireworks or do I streak through the neighborhood? Like, what do I do? And I'm like, man, I don't know what to do with myself at this point in time. Like they won. I can't believe it. And like we, we had a, it was a funny call. It was one of those things where it reminded me of, uh, Will Ferrell in Talladega nights. when he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And he's like holding them up, you know, mm-hmm. it's what it reminded me of. And it was a lot of fun to watch that game. They, their defense played great. Uh, kudos to Barry Odom. Barry Odom is a difference maker, and I thought he would be. I mean, Mississippi State missed some plays here and there, but we basically forced him to go underneath, and we did a great job limiting big plays. And I yeah. was impressed. They had a gritty defense. I'm still not sold on their offense, but, um, yeah, to, to pull it off, like you're just waiting for something to go wrong for for us, but something went wrong for them with that Fumbled punt return. Yeah, which was key. That was huge. I couldn't believe it because I kind of, I kind of had like a bad sinking feeling that if they took over the ball, that they would have scored. Yeah, very well could have. That defense had to have been tired. They had to have been exhausted, dude. Exhausted. Bumper pool and and Grant Morgan played out of their minds. Oh man, they were unbelievable. Grant Morgan looked like they were about to have to take his arm off. And what happened to his arm? I don't. I think it was just a stinger. I think it was just a stinger, and then he ended up going back in. But when he was walking off that field, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I Perfect was game plan, man. It was incredible. It was great. I enjoyed watching it. And I want to give a shout-out to Joe Fouché. He had two picks, and that's that second pick along the sideline where he got both feet in and kind of stretched out and got it was brilliant. Um, was also, that your favorite play of the day? My, ooh. Mine was probably that pick six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was a big. When play. does Arkansas ever get to do that, man? That was hardly awesome. ever, and that was like right and at the beginning. That of the won game. in the game, you know. Yeah, that was it, a it, it, the if game. you think about it, it sure as heck did. Yeah, and I also want to shout out to Jalen Catalan. He is a great safety. He could be all SEC by the time by the time he leaves here. Maybe all American if he keeps going the way he is. He's fun. he's great. I love watching him play. But the most the person I love to watch play the most on that team is Bumper Pool. That dude yeah. is sideline to sideline. He is in every single play. I mean, it is unreal how fast, athletic, and strong that dude is. He is going to be an NFL player, guaranteed. That dude is awesome to watch. And Mississippi State, you know, you kind of, following Mike Leach's career back at Washington State, he would have a big game. He would beat, you know, USC at USC, and then the next week lose to a terrible Arizona team. He was up and down. Up and down a lot, and the, you were you were kind of hoping that he'd have kind of a letdown game, and he did, and it worked out for us. So I'll take it. Yeah, and happy for Sam Pittman. I think that's awesome. I think Sam Pittman is is ju- not just a good coach. I think he's a great dude. 
Yeah, like a, I 100% agree. He is a legitimate person that understands Arkansas football. Like, just like when they brought in Houston Nutt, you know, Houston Nutt, his first year, he rallied him to 10 wins, right? Was that his first year with Sterner and Lucas? I think so. Something like that. Like, he started out undefeated, uh, like a ton of games. Mm-hmm. And then lost, like, to Mississippi State at the end of the year, I think. And, yeah. And then, obviously, Tennessee. Or, no, he beat Tennessee the first year. The second year, he lost to him, right? I don't know, man. That that Ooh. so far past, like, my mind gets fuzzy. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, it was... It, it reminds... Was early 2000s. It was 98. Yeah, you're right. I think it was 98 was Houston Nuts' first year. You're right. So, I would have been, like, 12. Yeah. Yeah, and... Last week, or I wanted to talk, uh, I forgot to mention this uh, against Georgia, was when Dewan Harris, the quarterback for Georgia, was running out of bounds and Bumper Pool knocked the hell out of him. Knocked him into next week. Like, that reminded me of Sam Butu. You remember that hit that he had uh, along the sideline against, was it Ole Miss, the Ole Miss quarterback? Or, I can't remember exactly which quarterback, but... Um, it was. It reminded me so much of that, and I looked at Billy Bob, who was with me at the game, and he goes, "That was a good hit." And I was like, "Yeah, that was a great hit. Like that was awesome." But uh, you know, Billy Bob's a huge Georgia fan, so he was not happy the first half. But I mean, anyway, we can. Well, I'll digress yeah. from Georgia. Uh, no, I, I was. I was excited. We needed. We needed to get the monkey off our back, and now the pressure's off, and you can. They can just go, go play. Yeah, no kidding. They can just go that's play, awesome. and they can just have fun. And I think that's what kind of what the message that Sam Pittman's trying to get across. And one thing that I I wanted to bring up was uh, I love that Sam Pittman, because you know, there's the big three players that are out. There's there's uh, Monteric Brown. There's Traylon Burks and there's Raheem Boyd, Brown, Burks, and Boyd. Right? They're all three, or they were they left the game. Right? They didn't play. Mm-hmm. And when asked this week, this gave me a little crack up. When asked this week if any of them will play, he said, "Well, two out of the three will." And he just left it at that, which is brilliant because therefore Auburn can't game plan again around it. You know what I mean? Like they have to they have to just kind of stick with what they what they have and not try and limit Boyd or Burks or Brown. You know what I mean? Like I thought that was super funny. Like he was super vague about it and he was like, well, two out of the three will play and just kind of left it alone. And I thought that was great. Yeah. So what do you think about the Auburn game? I think Arkansas has a good chance, a good chance after last week. I do too. And it's, it's mainly because of watching Auburn the first couple of weeks. They're going to be hard to score on, though. I agree. And if it's going to be, they make it sound like it's going to be raining a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they're talking, I mean, they're not talking like gale force winds from Hurricane Delta or anything, but they're talking about it could be 10 to 15 miles an hour and rain and just slop all over the field. So it could be that a kind super of be low scoring game. Oh, yeah. I like games like that, though. Yeah. I love games like that. I loved playing in games like that back in high school. Like, I loved it. It was so much fun. So, like, games like that are almost always low scoring. So Yeah, I think that's good. I, I think if it's like a 14-10 game or, a you know, even 13-10 or something, I could absolutely see that being the final score. 
mainly because Auburn can't score on anybody. It's looking like two pretty decent defenses. Yeah. Yeah, two good defenses going up against each other and one mediocre offense as of now and one really terrible offense in Auburn because, well, I mean, Chad Morris is the offensive coordinator. What do you expect, you know? I think that'll play a big factor, too, because I don't think Chad Morris knows how to coach anymore. I think he's done. I think he'll get fired after this year, and that'll be it for him. He won't coach again in college unless it's like a mid-major school. Maybe. Maybe like a – I could see well, him going to like Middle Tennessee State or something. If they lose to Arkansas, there's going to be an uproar to get rid of him, especially if he's calling the plays on Saturday. Oh. Which, if Gus knows what's good for him, I think he'll call his own plays, you know. I don't think he will. Uh, His own. I was job. listening to an Auburn beat writer this morning, and this Auburn beat writer is like, from what I have heard, it is all Chad Morris. He's not touching the plays. Gus is not going to touch the plays. Which I, I, I can see that maybe in the first half, and then after the first half, if they have zero on the board or three on the board or seven, even they'll probably be like, okay, Chad, let me call plays for the rest of the game. You know, I, I could see Gus taking over, and then I think they'll probably because they can't run the ball, dude. They cannot run the ball. They are awful at running the ball. Like passing the ball, Bo Nix, who is super, super sketchy. Like really sketchy. He's he was like our Starkle last year. Like there are times where he looks pretty decent, but then there are times where he looks just god awful. And like it's it's inter- it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um. I think Arkansas has a very real chance. So, what was the line? 13 and a half? The line, yes. It was 13 and a half. Uh, As of right now, on uh, the line that I'm looking at, it is 13 and a half in Auburn's favor. Are we going to go straight into picks here? I guess so. Are you you taking Arkansas? Kind of sounds like you are. I'm taking Arkansas, yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely Arkansas. I will take Arkansas too. All right. I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I think they'll keep it within 13. Okay. But it is a winnable game. I mean, I think they have a chance. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, they if they get a couple of good breaks here and there, like a like a fumble or, you know, I think they could definitely, a couple of fumbles here and there, maybe a pick. Because Bo Nix will throw. They got to get the offense going, man. I agree. Uh, if Boyd plays this weekend, I think he'll be him and that little Smith guy. They're pretty. Traylon Smith, the transfer from Arizona State, is he reminds Mix me those of, two up. He reminds I think me a of good Michael combination. Smith. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he kind of. He's does. a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He's quick. He's shifty. He can. He's five eight. He can run. He can catch the ball. And he, he's really he's got good hands. I I noticed that during the Mississippi State game. He he can catch the yeah, ball. Yeah, they're onto something with that guy. I think so. I think so. Um. So you want to just run through this week's picks, and then we can talk about last week's picks. Yeah, they're. Probably, or do you want to talk probably, about last week's picks first? Yeah, that's fine. Know. They're probably terrible for me. All right, hit us with Missouri, Tennessee. We both took Tennessee, and we were correct. They covered the twelve points. All right. I like hearing that. South Carolina, Florida. You took Florida. I took South Carolina. The spread was plus 17, South Carolina. They lost by 14, so I won that one. Oh, man. Thanks, Florida. <laughs> A&M and Alabama. 
We both took Alabama to cover 18 points. They did that. They won by 28, huh? We both missed the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. I think we we both took Kentucky. Yeah. Ole Miss won. LSU-Vandy. We both took Vandy. They didn't keep it within 21 points. Not even close, I don't think. No, it was 42-7, to seven, I We think. both lost that. So right now, it's I'm up 2-1. to one. Arkansas, Mississippi State. You took the Hogs. I took Mississippi State. Yeah. And that, was that my that lock? That was your lock. No, that was my lock. Your lock was you got it right too. So you got your lock wrong. You, I got mine right. Which is the winner here anyway? I think you win three to two. You took Georgia. I took Auburn. Georgia won by more than seven. Three to two. That's winner, sweet. winner. That's two weeks you. in a row that I beat you. I know it. Well, who I knows? Don't you know, this week may may change the tide. Hogs mm-hmm. win. I don't really care if yeah, I missed every one of them. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Maybe I should pick against them this year, this week again, just for, just nah, for I superstition think purposes. I think they'll keep it close. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Um. Well, I'm you know picks last week. I was a little worried. I was I watched a bit of the Florida South Carolina game, and Florida's defense isn't as good as I originally thought because South Carolina's offense isn't that good, and they were scored twenty four on them. So I think yeah. we can. I think our defense is good enough to limit somebody, Florida, depending on what the line is. But somebody told me Florida was number four in the country right now. They are. Yeah. Uh, Clemson one, Alabama two, uh, Georgia three, Florida four. So And then to round out the top five. So it's Florida and A&M. You want to start with that one? Oh, they don't have a number. Do they have a number? They don't have a number five team that I can see. That's playing this week anyway. Oh, Notre Dame is five. Okay. Which I think is an over-exaggeration. I mean, they're playing Florida State, for God's sakes. And Florida State is pitiful. <laughs> yeah, man. That God kind of surprises me. I thought Norville would do better. I mean, it is his first year. You gotta, I mean, But then again, it's Sam Pittman's first year, and he arguably got a worse team than Norvell did playing in a better conference. I don't think Norvell's that great yeah, of a coach. I think he's got to change the locker room there. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, but all right, yeah, let's let's get into this week's picks. Yeah, we'll start with said Florida against A and M. Now, all the uh, all the lines that we're going to give are the home teams. So, A and M is plus seven against Florida. What are your thoughts there? I'm going to take the Aggies. Taking A and M. You think they're going to against my better judgment? Yeah, I'm going to. All right, I'm going to take Florida. Uh. South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a plus 13.5 point underdog. Man, they don't look good. I'm going to take South Carolina. I agree. Um, Tennessee and Georgia, which I'm honestly excited to watch that game or at least see what happens. No. Uh, Georgia is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at home. 23-and-a-half? No, 12-and-a-half. Okay. I didn't say 23-and-a-half. <laughs> Maybe I hate Jesus. Uh, that's going to be an awesome game. It's going to be a good game. I want to know if Tennessee is for real. Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, oh, you'll know real quick. Because, I mean, Tennessee, what, they're number 12 or something right now? 
14. In you the know, country. I'm pulling for Tennessee, but Georgia looks good. I'm, I got to take them. I agree. All right. Uh, Bama against Ole Miss. Plus 24 for Ole Miss. That's a lot and of at, points, man. And at Alabama's at home. No. Ole Miss is at home. That's and, a, and they're 23-point dogs? Yeah. That's a lot of points, dude. But Alabama looks great. Alabama looks really good. Oh, man. You go first on that one. Oh, God. All right. Um, my initial thought was Bama. And then I went to Missouri. Or, I'm yeah, uh, then I went to Ole Miss. Sorry, pardon. So I, I went back and forth on this as I was reading it out to you because it was like, I don't know, man. Bama looks very good. They made A&M look silly last week. Even though A&M was able to score, I don't know that Ole Miss has the offense to score like A&M does. I mean, they scored 41 against Kentucky. I don't one, know. But I think their offense is pretty good. Ole Miss. Lynn Kiffin can run some offense. Yeah. And, I mean, they do get better week to week, and you always see the biggest difference between week one and week But look two. how many points they gave up to Florida. You well, know, and, th- and this is Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So, what I, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm, gonna, I'm taking Ole Miss. I mean, that's a big line. 23 and a half? 24 flat. That's a big line, dude. I'll take Alabama. Take Bama? I think they'll make it interesting for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Kentucky is at minus two, so it's in Kentucky. These are interesting. I I know. Oh, wait. Wait till the last line. Or no, actually, that was the line that I was talking about that was crazy. Is Kentucky minus two over Mississippi State. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'll... um, I'll take Kentucky again. Even though they burned me last week. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Mississippi State. Um, I think they're going to rebound. I think they're going to be pissed and they're going to come out and play pretty well. Cool. So that's it. Nope. One more. LSU and Mizzou. Uh, Missouri is a 14 and a half point dog to LSU at home. But I thought I heard they moved that to Missouri to avoid the hurricane. That's what I just said. Missouri's at home. Oh, okay. I don't know. You go first. I've been going first. I'm taking LSU. I think LSU will win. I figured game. you would do that. I'll take I'll take Missouri. Oh man. You're stretching. You're stretching, son. All right. <laughs> What's your <laughs> what's your uh what's your lock for the week? Probably one of those first two games. What are my and options? There? Aaron, I'll let you look at it. Then. What's your lock? You know, ooh, man. 
I'm going to say... Man, I'm going to say Mississippi State or Arkansas is going to be my lock. I'll take South Carolina over Vandy. I like it. That's actually, that's an interesting, interesting lock. I like that though. Vandy's so bad. They're so bad. Um... I'm going to, man, all right. I'm going to go Mississippi State as my lock. Cool. Yeah, I think they'll beat Kentucky, which will give me the lock. Okay, yeah. No, that sounds good to me. We'll run with it, see what happens. It's always interesting. So, yeah, I, I want to see how Tennessee does against Georgia. I'm so excited to watch that game. And it's mainly because everybody's like, oh, Tennessee's back. Is that the 230 game? That is, uh, that is CBS? the 2.30 game. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That'll be good. It'll be a good one. It'll be a good one to watch. For sure. You don't like Rocky Top? No. I kind of like them, man. They're, to me, they're kind of like the Arkansas of the eastern side of the SEC. Kind of the hill people, smaller state. You know, <laughs> lots Tennessee of trees. Tennessee is not a small state. Well, compared to Arkansas, yeah, but see, I I see, man, I see Kentucky more as the Arkansas of the East, just just from the sheer fact that, you know, they are still hilltoppers kind of, and and it's a smaller population state than Tennessee. Like I don't know, and, and I mean Tennessee's never, or I'm sorry, can't uh, Kentucky's never won a national title like Arkansas? They has. get basketball though; they but, don't need anything else. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Calipari's kind of got that machine rolling. So, but I don't know. I, I Tennessee's okay, I guess. It's just I hate the fact that they're so damn proud, and it gets in like it, it skews their judgment. Well, that orange is pretty hideous, it's, but. But I, it's not I as like bad Tennessee, as burnt yeah. orange as Texas. It's not that bad. I don't like the Texas orange at all. I think it's hideous. I don't know that Tennessee orange is is not very pretty, but I like I like their fans. I see them being similar to Arkansas fans. You know, passionate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair to say, for sure. And how often does Tennessee have success, really? Peyton Manning years? You know, Phil Fulmer years? Yeah, I mean, Dobbs had a couple, had one year that it was all right. But, I mean, they're always overrated. They're, they're like Oklahoma. They're always overrated. Like, Oklahoma, what, they came into the year ranked third, I think, or third? Jesus, Michael. Don't mind me. Yeah, oh, don't mind you. Uh, but no, like Oklahoma came into the year third and they've lost two games already. Yeah, that's awesome, huh? I loved seeing it, by the way. Plus, I like Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell's yeah, a like really good coach. Iowa, he has Iowa State looking all right. That first week where they lost to Louisiana was kind of a, a fluke, I think. I mean, it was the first week of the year. They hadn't had much practice. I mean, I And get that it. team's pretty good, that Louisiana team. They are. I, are they ranked? I think they're ranked. I think so. I think 
they'll be what are, what do they call them like the non power five yeah well central florida i think is they lost 11. they lost they uh, lost tulsa last weekend beat them i think tulsa's i or maybe it was tulsa that i saw that was ranked no cuz tulsa lost i watched them lose a game earlier in the year Jesus, to Jesus, man so but then they came back and beat ucf that's yeah. crazy okay you know, I'm surprised Miami is number seven. I mean, they're pretty good, but they're not that good. Uh, Miami yeah, seven. Yeah, I wish we could these some of those games because I think Clemson's going to beat Miami by fourteen. I think Miami's getting better though. Man, Miami's pretty good, and North Carolina is number eight. That's crazy. Mac Brown has them. When's on, the Big running. Ten start playing? Like, this week, I think. No, maybe, not this week. No, next week. Next week. You're right. Next week. Tulane and Houston are playing at the moment. And it looks like uh, 24-21 Tulane. That's what we have at the moment anyway. But um, but anyway, uh, looking forward to the game, man. I'm, I'm pumped to watch it. It'll be exciting. What else you got? Anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to talk about? Well, I got some good NFL bets, I think. Oh. See if you approve. All right. Hit me. Uh, Minnesota at Seattle. Minnesota is a seven-point underdog. I took Minnesota. I think they're due. And I think Seattle is running on borrowed time, just letting Russell Wilson do everything for him. You know? Man. Vikings are going to be desperate for a win. And I seven point dogs, I'll take them. No crowd there in Seattle. That without the crowd, that makes me lean more towards your thought process. But at the same time, Minnesota's defense hasn't been playing up to their potential. And Seattle's defense is starting to live to their potential. And Minnesota's offense is okay. I mean, with without Dalvin Cook. You have Kirk Cousins and Thielen, and that's it. Maybe Jordan Jefferson makes a couple of plays here and there. But with Seattle, you've got Lockett, you've got Metcalf, you've got Carson, you've got Carlos Hyde, you've got Russell Wilson, you've got you you even got Jimmy Graham, right? He's still up there. Uh, is he? I but I know so. what you mean. Seattle scoring a lot of points, and Russell Wilson looks like the early season MVP. Man, he looks good. He's really good. I just got a feeling I'm taking the Vikings. See, I'd go with Seattle. But... Cincinnati at Baltimore. Here, I'll write these down. Just to make it fun for next week, we can talk about <laughs> Okay. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati is a 13-point underdog, and I'm taking them. I think Baltimore is, is gettable, and uh, quarterbacks hurt, so... And I, I'm on the Joe Burrow fan the fan wagon. He Burrow looks good. Yeah, Burrow looks real. So I'm good. taking the Bengals plus thirteen. So or minus thirteen. So it was Cincinnati no, minus plus. or plus thirteen <laughs> against Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore's at home. They are. Ooh, man, that's tough, Michael. Um. Man, I got I, I got to take Baltimore on that. 
I mean, Fair Cincinnati's defense is pretty awful. And I mean, I think really, I thought they were pretty good. I thought they had been draft. Obviously, they've been drafting high for years. Yeah, but they drafted Getting Joe Burrow deep. number one. I well, mean, yeah, this year. I mean, I don't know. Their defense is sketchy, and Lamar Jackson, when he plays good, it's really difficult to beat him. And he's starting to kind of get it together a little bit. And he's the he made that play against them last year where he spun and ran for sixty yards. Yeah. All right. So, zero for two on your agreement. Yeah. Well, it, at least in my agreement, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Although I have beaten you the last. Week. I know. I probably should do these opposite bets. You I, should. I haven't placed them yet, so you should use me you're as under a con- consideration. Oh well, I, all I'm saying is like, I mean, <laughs> you can use me as like a, a uh, reference if needed. The Colts, I can consult you. The Colts at the Browns. The Colts are a one and a half point favorite on the road at the Browns, and I'm taking them. I'm taking the Colts. Ooh. Why? Colin Cowherd said to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, it. That's, That's the all. only. Re- that- and I agree, they do have a good defense. You know, Philip Rivers. Their defense is good. Philip Rivers is the key. It's yeah. either good Philip Rivers or bad Philip Rivers. Bad Phillip Rivers will throw four picks, and you're cooked. And Cleveland's offense is pretty good. They have a good running game with Chubb and Hunt. And but I feel like Odell if a team could just, if they could just slow down the running game and make Mayfield throw it all the time, I don't think the Browns are in, an elite team. I mean, I agree. I agree. But, man, it's tough to slow down Chubb. Chubb is so good. So I'm taking, you're taking the Browns. I'm taking Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially one and a half point dogs. Yeah. At home. So. Yeah. And my other bet was Tampa Bay. I should have bet this. Tampa Bay at Chicago. They're playing right now. They are. And uh, the Buccaneers were four point favorites and I would have taken them. I would have taken them too. Um, And then the last. I can tell you what the score is really if you really want to know. And then the last game I had, I was looking for the line and it didn't show up. It is thirteen seven right now, Tampa. Dang. Right Pes- before halftime. Pesky Bears. And then the last game I had, they didn't have a line on, and I think because Garoppolo is questionable, but it's San Francisco playing Miami, and I was gonna take the Niners. I don't know what Miami the line was, Miami's been playing all right. I agree, but San Francisco lost to an average team last week. I don't that they should have won a good team. I don't think they're going to lose two weeks in a row. No, I don't think so either. I think they'll beat Miami, but I don't know what the line is. Maybe I don't even find it. Well, they did say that uh, Mostert and Garoppolo will play this week, or the, uh, they'll be available, not play, but they'll be available. So they may not start, but they'll they'll be there. And that's the key. If they have Mostert, because Mostert is a monster. When he wants to be, he's really good. And he's such an unconventional back. He's like a he's 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 like a surfer dude that like was homeless for a while and then he got on the 49ers practice squad and like now he's 
King Dingling in the 49er backfield. And I like that. I like Raheem Mostert. I think he's a good player. And he's a good dude. He's a good person. But obviously my favorite player on the Niners is Kittle. Love Kittle. Can't get enough of George Kittle, man. Incredible player, yeah. That dude is so fun to watch, man. He, yeah. he does not go down. He refuses. And I love it. I love every minute of it. Yeah. Like, even his demeanor is hilarious to me. Like, he's just out. He's literally out there having fun. He's like the Brett Favre of tight ends. Mm-hmm. He's just out there having fun, and he's from a, Iowa, and he's right? a dude. Yeah, he, yeah, he's from Iowa. Yeah, yeah, he's like the Brett Favre of tight ends. Like I said, I, I think he's just a straight up man of a dude, and just loves having fun, and loves playing football, and loves being physical. Love it. I can't get enough of it. It's so funny to listen to that guy. The people's tight end. That's what he is. Yeah. He's the most fun tight end in the league to watch, in my opinion. I mean, Kelsey's great. Don't get me wrong. Kelsey's great. But I I just don't see him being a better all-around player than Kittle. He's a, he's a decent blocker, but Kittle's a great blocker. And he'll completely torch you through the air like he did last week. 15 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. And they still lost, which they should have won. I was pissed. Man, I was mad. But the Packers look good. They do look good. The Packers look good. They got a bye week, and then they play a big game against the Buccaneers. Especially Ooh. if they win this week, you know, could be for home Playoff field. Playoff implications. Yeah. I don't know that the Bucks are that good. For I hope to, not. To vie for home field, I don't think they're that good. I mean, they still have the Bucks. Still have to try and outlast the Niners, the Saints, the Seahawks. I was disappointed. And to the Rams. See... The Rams are three and one. Yeah, there's seven playoff teams in each league now. Do you know that? Well, this year, yeah. I don't know if that'll be permanent. They, they mean, haven't. No, that they sucks. haven't said that. They're, that it's permanent. Because only though, one right? team gets a buy. Like you can't get the two seed and get a buy anymore. So you have to be the very best team in your conference. Yeah. Well, I knew I did know that, but I wasn't sure if it was for this year or if they had changed. Hopefully, or, it's just I think it's just this year because of COVID. And then because be they, I mean they want to try and make in. up games, you know, and try and do what they can to make it interesting for people. I don't know if they'll keep it for next year and beyond, but I mean, if they, you know, it's to me, it's the same thing as letting in a 500 team into a bowl game. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, they're okay, but do they deserve to play in the postseason? You know, like, I, yeah, I don't think so. Seven teams. I mean, the six was so perfect. The NFL just don't mess with it. It's so perfect. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Yeah. I will say though, there have been some really good ten and six teams that haven't made it because of that, because of the fact that there wasn't seven teams. Yeah, I guess and it depends on what year. You're I think at. so. I think I think year to year you'll have a team that are nine and seven or ten and six or even eleven and five maybe that won't make it because one conference is just so much stronger than others, and then you obviously need the division winners in there. And it's like, well, I mean, I get it, but it when you, if you're ten and six and you don't make the playoffs, that would be a terrible feeling. Or that one year that the Patriots, I think they won 11 games. Yeah, and they didn't and they make didn't, it. Yeah. Well, and then there was the year that uh, 
the Seahawks, I think, actually made it to the Super Bowl, and they were seven nine and, and seven. Yeah, you're right. And they made it. They've made it at seven and nine before, though. See, I mean, it kind of. I think it's just year. And to that year. was with six teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll it, see. it gives more. It gives more fan bases hope. Yeah, and I it's, get that. Makes more money, and and it, that's what it is. It's all about money. Yeah. It's all about money. I mean, and. I think they kind of, I think they purposely did it for that, but it does give fans hope to like, oh man, my team is okay, yeah. but they can still kind make the playoffs like, and maybe make a run, you know, like it gets people excited. It gets people tuned in. Kind of like uh, when they expanded the baseball playoff, I thought, well, maybe the Royals can get hot there at the end and get yeah. in the top same eight thing, or whatever same thing it takes with the Giants. To the Giants lost. If the Giants would have won on the last day, they would have made it. Really? But they lost by one run, and they were out. Yeah. So, like, it gave me hope to pay attention up until that point, you know. How are the Rays doing against the Yankees? They right, could, right they now? Could, they could get rid are, of are them. Are they playing yeah. now? Uh, let's look. It looks like Yankees are up 4-1. to one, Padres are up 2-1 to one on the Dodgers. Huh. Padres are pretty good. Padres are pretty decent. They're they're down two games to none though. They got to win. Yeah, I mean, well, three when straight you have games. Kershaw going for it, you're going to go down one to nothing unless you're in the World Series, and then you you'll be up one to nothing. Yeah, because Kershaw can't pitch in the World Series for anything. Yeah, but the Dodgers, man, they're they've been so good so many years. Eventually, they're going to get one. And, and, and I, look, they're going to be. I don't think San Diego's going to win three straight games against them. And so that just leaves the Braves pretty much to beat them. So that's I a, think, that's I a think trip to the World Series. Yeah, I think it's Braves and Yankees collision course, really. Or Well, I mean, the Rays are pretty good, though. The Rays, Rays just got to win one of these next two games. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just feel like the Yankees, Yankees-Dodgers, I mean, I'm not rooting for that, but. <laughs> not either. Yeah. Um, what else yeah. you got? Well, um, I heard. I know what the term means, but what is an Eskimo brother? <laughs> I don't know that this is a hundred percent appropriate to bring up on the podcast. But if you really want to go there, then we don't have can. to go there. I mean, I just don't know the technical definition of it. I heard that the technical today. definition of it. I'll give you don't you, have I'll, to share I'll, if you. Don't it won't think be crass. Proper. It'll be very. It'll be a very toned down definition. Um, an Eskimo brother. <laughs> I don't know if I can say. An Eskimo brother is you and some, uh, a friend of yours that you know have been intimate with another young lady, the same young lady. At some point. But where does the Eskimo tie into it? I don't know. That much I don't know. I haven't done the research on it or anything, Michael. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I just know the term and what it means. Okay. We, we, it's probably not appropriate. No, I tried way. to tell you it wasn't appropriate, but you know. You wanted to listen okay. about it. You wanted to know what it was. I'm out for the week. All right, guys. Well, uh... Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll get out of here. We'll let you guys get on with your day or night or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we'll be on again next week. Talk about more hog football. Talk about picks. Talk about NFL. Talk about whatever. Uh, if you like this, 
podcast and you enjoy what you hear, please like and share on Facebook. We're Wait a Sec Podcast on Facebook. My beer chugging sound effect. And yeah, Michael's beer chugging sound effect. It's dude, it's Thursday night. Give it a rest. Jesus. And then uh, on Twitter it is at wait a sec underscore pod. If you like what you hear, give us a shout. Like and share. Thanks guys.